Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Today's guest first started playing music in middle school. He's a billboard charting saxophonist, keyboardist, and arrival. Um, he released his first album, um, Smooth Jazz album, The Arrival, in 2015. And his song, Stylish, which was released in September of 2021, cracked the billboard smooth jazz top 10. And it's something that I'm sure a lot of you are hearing on the radio right now. There's no doubt that in our minds that there will be many more career accolades for today's guests. So please welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, Mr. Judah Seeley. Thanks for coming on today, Judah. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we really appreciate you making time today. So I was reading your, your bio and I was reading that you kind of got your start professionally with doing some R&B and some gospel. And mm -hmm. what was it that made you say, yeah, I've, I've done this and I've done that, but the smooth jazz format is something where I want to put some energy? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, so, so I grew up listening. My first record that I ever heard with saxophone on it was um, the Bodyguard soundtrack. Oh, okay, which is, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, and my mom had that around the house. So um, everyone knows that, you know, I will always love you. Oh yeah. Most, you know, Kirk Whalen, mm -hmm. you know, he's my, he's my all time favorite saxophonist. Mine um, too. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I love Kirk Whalen. Um, so that was my first time, um, that, that record. And then there was another record on there that was uh, even if a heart break, um, with Kenny G and Aaron Neville, okay. Aaron Neville. And, um, so those were the first time my first encounters with hearing saxophone. And I just wanted to know, I wanted to be a part of whatever that was. Okay. Um, it took me a while. It took me a while to get to that point uh -huh. um, because I, I started playing when I was in middle school and then I kind of, I didn't take it seriously. I yeah, just kind of sure. coasted on, coasted on natural ability because, you know, when you play saxophone, people expect you to be really, really good. And right. I was really, really good. <laughs> so I didn't take it. I didn't take it seriously at all at first. And then once I graduated from college around, um uh 2007 and and then um i started to get more active on the music scene yeah i started this i started to say i should i'm gonna take this seriously like this is what i want to do you know and good and there was the this genre of music that people were already doing it i'm like oh maybe i could i was already doing it but i didn't know that there was this smooth jazz world i okay. didn't know that there was a world that already existed in so now I'm a fan of that world and yeah. wanted to be a part of that world. So that's well, it's cool. You're making your mark in that world too. So I'm I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're doing it. That's a good thing. And you got a lot, a lot of you got a lot of runway in, runway in front of you too. So that's cool, right? So <laughs> thank you. So how how do you describe your music? What what are you looking for when you're creating music? Short answer probably a, a feeling. Um, mm -hmm. I. Whenever I create a song, it's rare, well, sometimes, but rare that I create a song. The songs that mean the most to me that I create are songs that are a feeling. Like, mm -hmm. It's like, how can I make a, a song that makes me feel a certain way gotcha. or a song that or a song that represents a feeling? Yeah. Um, and so, so I, uh, some songs I make just because for music sakes, because I want to make song that has that ter certain type of sound mm -hmm. but the ones that mean the most to me are the ones that are 
that capture an emotion. Yeah. And um, so I, I'm hoping that when, you know, whether it's, you know, Showtime, you know, one of my songs, you know, like this is a song that you put on when you're, when whatever you're about to do, it's time to deliver. Yeah. So Showtime, yeah. whether that's, go, whether that's go on stage, whether that's go in front of your classroom, uh-huh. whether that's go, you know, whatever it is, you know, like it's like, okay, this gets me ready to, for the show, you yeah. know, or, um, or stylish. Another one of my songs, you know, my current songs, mm-hmm. like I wanted to feel stylish. I wanted okay. to feel confident. So, you know, that that's what I, I want people when they listen to my, to my music, whatever feeling I'm trying to convey gotcha. that they get that from when they hear it. Okay. So, so it sounds like, you know, that, that feeling inspires your, and we're, and like, are those feelings just, you know, based on kind of where you are at the moment or things that happen in your life or probably things that where where I'm at in the moment and definitely well both uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes um sometimes um you know cuz you know as i said um in a, in a, in another interview they they asked me the meaning behind stylish and you know over the years i've tried to project confidence but i struggle with confidence so i wanted okay. to have a song that reflected confidence you okay. know i actually yeah. have another, another a song that i'm working on that that is called confidence that's not out yet. Okay. But um, stylish was kind of, it was birthed out of that. So just a need to feel like, you know, I belong here or yeah. a need to feel like, like this is, like this is what you put on when you try and not close in the mirror. It's like, like uh-huh. yeah, I got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of feeling. So, so okay. yeah, it's just really trying to feel a certain way at a certain time, you know? Cool. That's cool. That's cool. So you, you've worked with people like Kirk Franklin and. Frankie yep. Beverly and Mays, like, what's it mm-hmm. like sharing the stage with, with such, you know, such well-known artists? Uh, well, you know, I, I opened up for those, for those guys. Um, you know, I, and I, I, first of all, I love Frankie Beverly and Mays. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm a huge fan. I've seen them four times. Uh-huh. And, and I was in the, I was honored to be able to open up for them one time. And it's just, just being, it's enough to even just go there to see them. Yeah. But to be able to say I was on the same stage that they were like that. I mean, where, like what world does that happen? You know, right. 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 You know, I love the, when I was younger, um, I was always kind of, you know, the odd one out, you know, when everybody was listening to, 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 to whatever on their CD players, I was listening to Whitney Houston or Uh I was listening to, you know, old school, old school, quote unquote music. And so, you know, I just gravitated towards that. And Frankie Beverly and Mays, you know, they were like, they got me through really tough times. I'll just say that. Uh-huh. And so they were like, they were like the friends of music. Like they were my friends when I was listening to them. So yeah. to be able to open up for them was like really, 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 really special. And Kirk Franklin, I love Kirk Franklin. Um, I love gospel music. And yeah. um, that was really special too, to be able to, I actually met, he introduced, he introduced himself to all the opening acts. He was okay. like, I'm Kirk Franklin. And I'm like, we all know who you are, <laughs> you know, but he, but he was so humble. He was like, what's up? How you doing? My name is Kirk. I'm like, uh, hi, Mr. Kirk. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, so, so that was cool. That was cool to be able to meet him. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you've been doing this for a little while now yourself, but are you, mm-hmm. do you still get starstruck? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, to, uh, how can, I, I mean, and I was telling my friend Deepak who, uh, um, you know, another artist that, uh, that is a, a great and dear friend of mine. I was telling him that we're like, we are such, we're fans of this genre. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like the, even guys that I've worked with, I still approach them with a degree of, 
you know, humility and like, you're a star, you know, yeah, I, mean? yeah, because yeah. I, I sure. love these guys. I, I was like, you know, I've worked with, you know, Adam Hawley and, and Greg Manning and, yeah. you know, like, and, and I was just talking to Greg because uh, he's, he's mixing one, um, two songs for me. And, you know, these guys are just, they're just great people. Great, yeah. great guys, great guys to know, great musicians. But because I, I've studied them and listened to them, it's never lost on me. Like, wow, I'm a huge fan of yours. Yeah. You know, yeah. even though, even though they're regular guys, you know, that, you know, they go to get up and go to work every day. Uh-huh. But they just happen to play. Their work is playing in front of thousands of people. Right. Right. <laughs> you right. You know, where, where, where my work is to play in front of 30 kids in my classroom. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but, so, but I'm a, I'm a fan of the genre. So, you know, it, it'll never, I don't think I'll ever go on a stage with anyone that i've admired and just say oh this is just another day i'll be like man i'm a huge fan of yours you know yeah that, yeah you know you know and hopefully i get to, to play with a lot more people that i'm that i'm fans of but yeah. i'll always be a fan i'm always be i was a fan first and i'll always be a fan that's cool that's really cool i know yeah. for me you know doing doing the podcast and we do a festival as well i've always i've i'm a fan too right and so like mm-hmm. i don't um you know and i don't try to I don't try to hide that I'm a fan. You know, at first I had people saying, well, you know, you can't, you can't be too much like a fan. Well, no, I am a fan. And that's why I do it. It's because I'm a fan. Right. And so no reason to hide it, enjoy it and, and let people know that you appreciate what they do, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So with all of your experience to date though, like how, and it's, and I I asked you this question too, for someone who is an educator, right? Mm -hmm. When you're, when you're working with these artists, like, are you, how much do you learn from them and how, how, you know, how do you incorporate what you learn from them into what it is that you do? Um, that's a good question. What, what I learned from them is that it's a lot of the, the people that are in this field are educators as well. You know, mm-hmm. Adam Hawley is an, is an educator, yes. you know, not in, you know, he's a, he's a, he has a doctorate and teaches right. at, you know, he's like, you know, and um, I think Jasmine Gent, she's a, she's a teacher as well. She is. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And um, I think there was another one. I think uh, Cindy Bradley, she's a, she's a, um, she's an educator, I believe. There, I mean, there's so many. And, and yeah. Greg Chambers, another artist that I had the pleasure of working with, he's an educator. So just knowing that, you know, I'm not alone, mm-hmm. you know, it, I, I feel like I belong to uh, a community. I've always already feel like I belong to a community of smooth jazz artists. But also, I belong to a community of educators, and I belong to a community of educators that are smooth jazz artists. Yes, you yes. Know, so it, it, it's it's a, it's just an honor to be to have that in common. You yeah, know, especially with people that I idol that I idolize. So, um, you know, my my kids. You know, I, I teach kindergarten to fourth grade. Okay. So they don't know what they don't know what smooth jazz is. You know. Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. They have no idea. So I never approach them as you know that like i'm somebody because i'm because i'm not and you know and they they ask questions like mr celia are you you know mr celia mr uh-huh. celia are you famous i'm like i'm like it depends on who you ask <laughs> <laughs> that's what i tell them like depends on who you ask but the short answer no <laughs> you know so it's just it's just interesting you know <laughs> well i i think man you keep putting yeah. out good music you're going to be famous to a whole yeah. lot more people than you oh, are to oh, wow. today man so Oh, thank you. Why don't we go ahead and listen to one of your songs? This is off the charts. Okay.
the charts. Cool. Thank you. Uh -huh. Awesome. All right, everybody. That was Judah Seeley with Off the Charts. And so when did you know, really, that you wanted to be a professional musician, Judah? I didn't know that was in the cards for me. Okay. I honestly, you know, when I was little, when I was making music in, you know, middle school and high school, you know, on a little $50 Yamaha keyboard, you uh -huh. know, I was just, it was, it was just a hot, it was just something that I, that I loved to do. Okay. You know, and then... You know, I would write songs and, you know, perform those songs and talent shows and, and things like that. I would, I would uh, you know, th those kind of, I didn't know that it seemed like such a far off thing. It didn't mm -hmm. seem like an attainable dream. It was just like, this is just what I love to do. And then I would just, I was just doing it and doing it. And then I would find as throughout my musical journey that some things were just kind of falling into place. You know, sure. I don't, I don't know if you, if you were you're a spiritual person but yes, you know there were I things am. that that um so so you know so like there were things that were lining up yes indeed that i didn't that i didn't ask for mm -hmm. you know it was like somebody would bless me with a computer somebody would bless me with recording software somebody would bless me with all these different things that i didn't know i needed and then when i look back years later it was like i would have never sought that out on my own yeah you know yeah. so like, i felt like you know like the lord was telling me like you need to do this is what you should be doing. So yeah. I was just following that path and then I would follow that path. And then, you know, my first album came out that I produced all on my own. And then, you know, I, I, I learned more from that. And then I started collaborating with other musicians. And then I just, I just, my goal was always just to be, make better music. Yeah. yeah. It was never to, to be a star, yeah, you know, and yeah. then, or, or whatever, or, you know, or be a professional musician. It was just to make better music. And then when my second album came out, a man that I'm eternally grateful for. His name is Jermaine Mundane, saxophone player. Okay. And he, you know, I put out my album, didn't know anything about radio, didn't know anything uh -huh. about promotion. I just put out my second album. And, you know, when you're on social media, you belong to, you know, whenever you put out music, it opens, you know, there are thousands of listeners that love this genre. Yeah. And whether you want to or not, if you market yourself as a musician, you're going to want to hear who you are, you know, yeah. hear what yeah. you do. So he heard my record and he said, you got to get with the promoter. You got to do this. You got to okay. do that. The world, the world needs to hear your thing. And then he put me in contact with my current promoter, who's okay. uh, Dave Coonard is his name. And then, you know, long story short, you know, he was able to get one of my songs out there on Sirius XM. And, um, you know, Sirius XM, they played it. And then the rest is history. That was my first single that came out in uh, 2019. Okay. So I said all that to say that things just kind of happened. Yeah. yeah. It lined up in a way that it was like, this was never, I would have never dreamed any, any of this would happen. And not yeah. much has happened, but I was a little bit that has, I would have never dreamed it. And I'm just grateful for it. You know, that's a really cool story because I think oftentimes <laughs> in life, and I think that's a lot. We can all learn a lot from that because I think sometimes in life we tend to chase things and yeah, 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 sometimes yeah. allowing, just allowing God to lead you and guide you where Amen. God wants to Amen. want you to go. Amen. And like Amen. you said, all those things that's kept falling into place, they weren't, it Amen. wasn't happenstance. It's where you were meant to yeah. be. And those, Amen. those things were being prepared for you right before you Amen. got there. Amen. Right. Amen. But Amen. it's really Amen. cool to have to, to recognize that because I know sometimes I know in my life, I look back at some things and I'm like, well, I didn't recognize that that's what was happening when it was happening. Sometimes it's really cool that you are able to recognize that. That's a great thing. Amen. So Amen. what would you say are your favorite parts about the music making process? And what are the, 
it's most challenging parts about the music making process for you? My favorite in the studio, I that is the only place in my life that I am in complete control. Okay, you know, because you know, you know, when you when you step out on the stage, you know, there is a degree of expression. There's a degree of control. You know, um, you know, but and and but you know, if you know something can go wrong, mm-hmm. you know, the sound man may not give you what you need. The band may not not my band, but like, you know, a band and somebody may not learn the song or things can go wrong. And, you know, even though it's, it's an amazing feeling to be able to, to play and, and bless people with your music, you know, the studio is the, is a safe place where I'm free to be me, mm-hmm. you know, and there's not a lot of environments where that is the case. You know, you, you go to work yeah. and, you know, there's a, there's a degree of, control you know you have to be the work on time you have to yes. teach the kids what you plan them you know you know you know there's and, and that's fine that's all fine and it's just but the one safe place where you can do wherever whatever you want to be in complete control to express yourself how you want to is when i'm making music yeah and so it's it's like a sacred space for me you know it's a safe it's a safe sacred place where i am in 100 percent control of what i want to say and how i want to say it you know so that's i love I love making music. I, I, I even if no one ever heard it, it would yeah. it would just it would just be for me. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. So that's what I love about it. Yeah, that's that's and, the purity yeah. of it, right? Because I think mm-hmm. you know you're you're doing it because it's what's in you and it's a part of you, and you're not chasing you're not chasing something by doing it. You're just trying, like you said, you're mm-hmm. just trying to make better music, which is a cool thing. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. that, I think that's kind of, you know, that, and I think that shows in your work, um, you know, so let's listen to another song. This is one that, you know, our fans are familiar with. And this one is stylish.
All right. You just heard today's guest, Judah Seely, with his very popular song, Stylish. So, Judah, we have this segment we like to do on each show. It's called Bout It or Doubt It. Okay. So, if you're about it, it's something that you that you like, right? If you doubt it, it's something mm-hmm. you're just quite not quite feeling. So, are you up for playing? <laughs> sure. All right. Sure. Let's do it. I doubt it. <laughs> All right. So, Judah, we're going to give you, we're going to spin the wheel to get a category for you. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> and your category today is science and technology. All right. Okay. Doubt it or doubt it. Space travel. Doubt it. Doubt it. Not feeling it, huh? No, I've seen too many <laughs> scary alien movies. Uh, alien specifically. Uh-huh. Uh, not that I think that aliens exist, but just the danger of being in space. Why well, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, you know, you see now all these people like I think it was Michael Strahan went up recently and William Shatner and all these people. And I'm like you, I'm sitting, I'm watching that, you know. Yeah, that's not a no. thrill that I'm interested in. No, no, not at all. Deep space or deep sea. Nope. Right, right, right. <laughs> We're on the same page with both of those, man. I have no interest in either one of them. Don't mind nope, don't mind either. flying on airplanes, no, but I don't mind. that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's as far it. as I'm going, and you know? Even, and, and even that, I'm like, mm. <laughs> Right, 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 right. I think I, I was that way for a long time because I, wasn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't fly the plane myself, right? I wasn't in control, exactly. right? So, yeah, all right, right. Well, let's control. do one more. About it or doubt yep. it? Cryptocurrency. Uh, about it. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I I did a little bit of it. I dabbled a little bit, and you know, I got a, a little reward. So, okay. You know, maybe I'll uh, pursue it further. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was skeptical at first, and I I like you started mm-hmm. to dabble a little bit, and and like you mm-hmm. too had a little reward. Um, but you know, I, I invested only enough to say that, you know what, I'll just leave it here for 10, 15 years. And if it does something, it does mm. something. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but Hey, we'll see where it goes. But I do yeah, think yeah. it's here to stay though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I do think it's here to stay. And I think over the next three or four years, we're probably going to see a lot, a lot more people accepting it as a form of payment. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I understand you're also the music director at your church in Rochester, New yes. York. Yes, I am. So what goes into being a music director at the church? Ooh, um, a lot. <laughs> um, the, the, you have to have a, 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 in any field that deals with people. Yeah. You have to have an understanding of the hearts and minds of the people that you deal with. So yeah. that's probably the most dif- the dif- most difficult, but also the most rewarding part of, huh. you know, of, of serving people. You know, um, understand navigating you know emotions in the, in the people's hearts, and um, you know uh, obviously the music piece is 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 a part is the main part of what I do. Mm-hmm. But also because I because I lead a team of people. Yeah. You know, and you know you have to sometimes you know when when the parts aren't right, the vocal parts aren't right. Yeah. You have to navigate. You know, you can't just sometimes you got to crack the whip. Yeah. But sometimes you have to know how to navigate doing it in a way that encourages them mm-hmm. without making them feel like, Oh, I didn't get the note right. You know, yeah, so that, yeah. that's always the trickiest part is when, whenever you deal in, you know, with churches is about, it's about people serving people, Yep. you know, not, not about coming in and saying, 
I'm the man, do what I say. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm here to serve you. My role just happens to be to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. And we're all here for, uh, for, for something bigger than ourselves. You yeah. Know? yeah. And so it w- as long as that understanding is there, that is my job is to tell you what to do, but we are all, but I also answer to someone as well. And we all answer to the same thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, so, indeed. So, that, so, so it, it, as long as that understanding is there, and when you work with people, that have that same understanding it's incredibly fulfilling work yeah yeah and when and when you but when you work with someone that does not have that understanding yeah then that, that's when the issues come about you know and no doubt. it is rare that those things happen but as long when everyone is on the same page it's it's a wonderful it's wonderful wonderful work because yeah. you're, you're 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 serving people and serving with people who are all serving the same thing. Yeah. You know? No doubt so, about that. No doubt about that. Yeah. So how do you yeah. balance that with touring and recording? Do you make, do you make sure you're able to, you try to plan your schedule so you can always be there on Sundays or how does that work? And then being an educator too, that's a lot. It is. Uh, uh, fortunately or unfortunately for however you, you want to look at it, I have not had the opportunity to tour anywhere. Okay. I have not, I, I haven't, I've only played outside of, my city one time and that was i went to san diego last year okay um and that was the only time i've ever done it and then i um so i i haven't you know i the a lot of the success that i've gotten is very recent yeah um there hasn't been hasn't been a demand yet for Mm -hmm. me to go on on the road right yet yet there has not been a demand yet so i i you know i fortunately for me i've been able to you know be at church every sunday and um, be at work, you know, to 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 teach. So I, I'm told, according to my 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 book, my touring manager, that that will change. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> I, will. I actually have a touring. I actually have a touring manager now, mm-hmm. so, which I never had. So um, so I'm told that that will change. But as of right now, I've been um pretty low key. You know, I um uh, I record when I go home. You know, I uh, you know I'm, I'm married and I have a daughter. You know, and um my wife understands the uh what I'm doing because she yeah. does it as well. She's, she's also a, an artist as well. Okay. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, so we have an understanding that this is what we do. So if I say, you know, when I get out of work, I got to do this session. You know, yeah. She's like, okay, cool. You know, so, so it's, I'm, I'm blessed that I, I am able to balance all of these things in a way that is manageable for me. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think mm. you're going to need to start, start to figure that out because I, I know you're a booking manager, Gina, and um, yes, I yes, know Gina yes. works hard and I know that uh, mm-hmm. she's going to have you out on the road sometime in the, in the not too distant future. So get, yeah, get, yeah. get ready to start balancing. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so what is something that people would be surprised to learn about you? Um, I don't know about surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, probably that I that i love all kinds of music um i mean you know even though i'm a smooth jazz artist i love you know pop i love old school i love country i love you know edm which is electronic dance music you know dubstep you know hip-hop uh gospel like you know i'm not you know sometimes the jazz musicians can to the uninitiated or the uninformed may come across as um elitists or or mm-hmm. snobs <laughs> you mm-hmm. know and and you know i am i you know a lot of us aren't like that yeah. most of us aren't that's Some true of us are 
but uh but but most of us aren't you know we we love music we're consumers of this art yeah as much as participators you know and and the consumers of other art forms as well you know i i love all types of music i am a huge you know comic book nerd okay i love movies i love movies i love video games i love to play video games you know so i i you know i'm just we're just we're just people you know we're not like stars you know and so i i like to go to the movies as much as the next guy you know i like to you know play video games as much as the next guy or girl uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know so you know that that's uh i'm just you know that's probably might shock some but yeah you know, that's yeah what I do, you know so, so you mentioned um, the you know the you know loving all different types of music, and that leads mm. me to a question. So, what was the what was the, do you remember the first concert you ever went to see? Um, concerts. Uh, <laughs> I actually went to uh, when I was little, when I was very younger, uh, much way younger, I should say. My stepmom won tickets. Um, back then, you know, when they had, you know, sweepstakes where you could, yeah. well, they still have those, but, you know, when you could call in and win tickets to go see so-and-so. Oh, yeah. My stepmom, my stepmom called into a radio station and won tickets to go see Britney Spears. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so that, so that, and, you know, we were all younger. I was like, I was a teenager, so <laughs> it was a long time ago when she was performing at like the fair or something. Uh-huh. But, you know, it was a lip ride. So, you know, we all got. And I have, a, I have a funny story about that. Yeah. My, my, um, yeah. So, so we, we all, we won tickets to go see Britney Spears and it was me, um, my sister, my stepbrother, my, um, uh, my stepmom and dad and dad and, um, her, a friend of the family. Her name is, uh, Sandy and her daughter, Jenny okay. and Sandy and, and, and Jenny are both, are both white. So okay. that's relevant to the, they're relevant. That's relevant to the story. I'm uh-huh. saying it's relevant. To the story. Sure. So we got a, we got a, we got a limo. And we went to go see Britney Spears, you know, it was cool, you know. So after we were leaving, we were all in the limo, but the limo had tinted windows. Uh So, so, um, so people were gathering around the limo because they thought it was Britney Spears. It wasn't, (laughs) it was just, so my, our friend, Jenny, who, you know, who's, who's white, she, we were like, Jenny, stick stick your hand out the window <laughs> and, and wave. So she did that. She stuck her hand out the window and waved, and every all the little girls they all passed out. They was like, "Oh my god, Brittany, she just." <laughs> it was that so a, funny. We we. <laughs> that is a fantastic story. That is a fantastic yeah, story. And to this that day, you've got fun. you've got you've got young women <laughs> telling people that yeah, I remember when I went to a Britney Spears concert and she waved at me. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, pretty much. Yeah, but we we had a good laugh about that. <laughs> I bet you did. That is a fantastic story. That is awesome. So, do you remember the last concert you paid to see, or went to the see? last? The last concert hmm, I went to years ago because um, you know last couple of years haven't really been right, you know, right, exactly. Here, you know. So um, I did go see. Um, uh, I think it was Boney James came. Um, ah, yeah. Back in back in October, I went to go see him, and that was like my third time going to see him. So I'm a huge okay. fan. Yeah, and um, and prior to that, I saw uh, Summer Horns. Oh yeah, um, you know Dave Cos and them. You know they came, and uh, and before that, um, one of the non-smooth jazz concerts that I went to go see was uh, um, Babyface. Oh Babyface. yeah, that would be and good that, one too. That was, that was amazing. It was it was amazing. Yeah. I, I had so much fun there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I was shocked. I didn't know that he wrote so many songs for other yeah. people because he did yeah. not only his old songs, but he did songs from 
and I, he's one of my favorite uh, artists. He did songs from his his book, you know, his uh-huh. song, but have songs that he produced for other artists. And I was like, I didn't even know he wrote that. You yeah, know? yeah. So it was it was it was it was mind blowing. That's mind cool. Blowing. Yeah. Are you able yeah. to go to concerts and just enjoy, and or are you analyzing and you know thinking about you know something you can incorporate into what you do or? I, I think I, a little bit of both. Okay. I go as a, as a fan. Um, and I don't, you know, I will, I go to, to shows of artists that I'm a fan of, not just shows that I know will be technically proficient and yeah. musically, you know, wow. You know, I go to, if I'm a fan of the artist, yeah. then I go because I'm a fan. Gotcha. And then when I go, because I'm a fan, I, I learn as as a fan, but also as a consumer, you know, as a participant of the genre. So, like, if I go to like a Boney Dame show, I go because I'm a fan. Yeah. But I'm also looking at, you know, how he's capable of, you know, wowing the audience uh-huh. with, with no singers, no yeah. backup singers, none of that. Just someone, you know, just the things that he does to interact with the crowd, or mm-hmm. or like Dave Kaz or something like that. The the little dance moves that they do. Uh, you know, yep. I'm always listening to all of that stuff. So yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Well, let's yeah. listen to some more of your music. This is okay. this is the song Showtime.
All right, you just heard Showtime by today's guest, Judah Seely. And Judah, I, there's a couple questions I love to ask all of our all of our guests. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw those at you now. So okay, the first one is tell us your three favorite albums. Yes. So my first in this order is uh, Maxwell's my favorite singer, mm-hmm. all time favorite R and B singer, and his first album, Urban Hang Suite. It's a great is, album. Uh, it is a great album. I. I can write a thesis on how that is the greatest album ever written, okay. <laughs> ever yeah. made. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, there's so many amazing elements of it. I yeah. love that album. And, um, and his second album, Embrya. Yeah. Uh, those are my, those are my top. It, if I had to choose a top three, those are in my top three. <laughs> wow. Uh, his first, his first album and his second album. Okay. And, um, and then my third, uh, Ooh, that's, that's, that's a tricky one. Cause there are so, there's only three albums that I can, I, if I had to choose my third favorite album, it would probably be Donnie McClurkin live in London. Oh yeah. That's um, a good one yeah, too. Yeah. Those are, those are my, those are ones that I can listen to. Like every song has a special, special place, special yeah. moment. Um, so yeah, those, those are my, those are my top three, my top three favorite albums. Those are, there's, those... So, I, there's so, there's so many, I love so many, yeah. but those are my, pick three that would that'll be it that's cool that's cool i love asking that question because every time mm-hmm. every time i ask that question i rediscover something that i haven't listened to in a long time right yeah so yeah. so the other question we always ask our artists is you can invite any three people to a dinner party deceased or living who's coming to your mm-hmm. dinner party and what are you serving um kirk, kirk whalem okay yeah <laughs> kirk whalem yep. is coming hands down and uh, Prince and Michael Jackson. All right. Prince All and right. Michael Jackson. All right. I, I love, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan and a huge Prince fan. Yeah. And, um, if I would, I would have those three, um, I, well, I don't know what I'm serving. Probably uh-huh. pizza. Probably pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pizza. Nice and easy, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. The Kirk Whalen, I love, I love Kirk Whalen. Yeah. I love Prince. I love Michael Jackson. So that, that should show you how much I love Kirk Whalen. That yeah. I put him in the same level as, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> well, I'm the I'm the same way. It's it's funny. My mm-hmm. wife and my daughter tease me all the time about Kirk Whalem because you know my mm-hmm. daughter will will hear me playing Kirk Whalem, so not Kirk Whalem again, you know. And so yeah. you know, and you know, but I I've I've been the same way. I've always loved his music. I think he's a he's just a mm-hmm. fantastic, um, he's just a fantastic saxophone player. And my wife has has mm-hmm. has teased me about being stalking Kirk Whalem because there was a period yeah. of time back when when shows were more prevalent, right? If mm-hmm. Kirk Whalen was in six hours of us, we were going, you know, and I, oh, you yeah, know, I was yeah, trying yeah. to find out like, okay, as soon as the tickets go on sale, I want tickets in the front row. And, you know, and so she would always <laughs> tease me that I was stalking him for a while, but you know, so I actually met him. I met him, uh, in 2014 when he was doing his gospel according to jazz chapter four. Yeah. I bought, I bought, uh, VIP tickets and I was, uh, me and my, my wife and my sister, we um we went to go see him. I made my sister go because she lived in North, in New York City. Okay, and we we drove we drove down there. I live in Rochester, which is like six hours away from New York City. Okay, and um so we we went there, and it was like a because it was a live recording. Yeah, even though it was a concert, it was a live recording. So you know they had to stop, start, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like a, it was like a ten hour. Event. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> and um, but the VIP people that were that were VIPs, they wanted to meet him. So yeah, yeah. by the by the time the concert was over, like everybody else had left. <laughs> we looked back and the entire crowd was gone, but only the VIP section was there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, I got to meet him and I told him um 
you know, how much of an I am of his. And, you know, he's, he's really short. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, know, okay. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a short guy. But uh, I have another story. Um, so I, I worked with, um, you know, years later, fast forward years later. This was like two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I um, I worked with Greg Manning. Yeah. Another uh, amazing um, um, uh, artist and producer. Just an all-around great guy. So I played on a song he did. It was a song called Grateful. And so I was doing an interview with him and he asked me, you know, who's my favorite artist? Kirk Whalem. Kirk Whalem, Kirk Kirk, Kirk, I was going on and on about Kirk Whalem. Now, at the time, I didn't know that he knew Kirk Whalem or worked with him. So, so I guess, so later that night, I get a phone call from a Memphis area code. Oh, wow. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know who lives in Memphis. I don't know anyone that lives in Memphis. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm, so I'm sitting in, I'm sitting with my wife and we watching a movie and I get a call from a Memphis area code and I'm like, who is this? And you know, I didn't answer it. I just like, who lives in, and I joke yeah. to my wife. I'm like, I'm like, it's probably Kirk Whalen, right? I'm joking. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm joking. Right. I'm like, it's probably Kirk Whalen. Right. And so I didn't answer it because I was like, there's no way I know anyone. The only person that I know that lives in Memphis is Kirk Whalen. Uh-huh. So I listened to the voicemail and it's like, Hey, this is Kirk Whalen. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't answer thinking that it wasn't going to be Kirk Whalen. And it was. So, you know, I, it, it was just, I, I, so always pick up the phone. Yes. That's, that's yes. The, that's the answer. Cause it may be Kirk Whalen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, see, now I have to remember that if I ever get a phone call from a Memphis area code that yeah, I'm going to pick that it may, up. It may, it may be Kirk Whalen. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> and you called it too. That's cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I was, I, I was joking. Like there's no way he would be calling me cause he doesn't have my number, but I guess Greg Manning gave him my number. Uh-huh. That is cool. <laughs> yeah. So, Greg yeah, is a nice guy. We had him at one of our jazz yeah. festivals, and he's a really nice guy. So, he really is. He so really tell is. us what the rest of 2022 has in store for you, Judah. Um, for well, apparently touring. Yeah, touring yeah. So, <laughs> so doing uh, some touring, and um, I'm going to. I am uh, putting the finishing touches on um, a couple new singles that um, that I might be coming out with. I might release uh, uh, an EP. Um, oh, great! Maybe in the in the summer with some of the um, new music that I've been working on. It may not be a full length CD, uh-huh. um, you know, because, you know, CDs are a huge commitment financially yeah, no as, well as, as, well, as well as artistically. So, uh, but I definitely have, I've been sitting on some, some music that I think people will enjoy. Good. So I, I want to, um, you know, I might put it out and, you know, I, I definitely have another c- uh, single in the works. I haven't decided which, what it's going to be. Okay. Me and my promoter are, are um, trying to work that out. But uh, yeah, so definitely some new music on the horizon. Good, good. Well, I can tell you this. I know a lot of people like myself are looking forward to to whatever it is you've got coming out in 2022 and beyond. I really want to thank you, man, for taking time to chop it up with us a little bit today. It's it's been our pleasure. And we look forward to seeing you out on the road and hearing some of that new music, Judah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks again. All right. I want to take a moment to thank our original and ongoing sponsor of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, Laffy Lightner and Good. LLG is Milwaukee's premier civil litigation firm with a national reputation for big firm results for its clients. Their relentless commitment to clients in the courtroom is matched only by their authentic and consistent commitment to their Milwaukee home. Thanks, LLG, for supporting Fresh Coast Jazz. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage.